0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by Webex by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on your schedule like podcasts.
0: Here's the latest.
1: Ukrainian President Zelensky, who's become extremely good at calling out world leaders over Zoom, did it again yesterday. Addressing an emergency session of NATO, Zelensky said, quote, Never tell us again that our army does not meet NATO
0: standards. President Biden had historic meetings with NATO and G7 leaders Thursday. Three key takeaways, one, NATO will respond if Russia uses chemical weapons in Ukraine. Two, Russia should be removed from the G20 group of industrial nations. And three, the US will welcome 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. And there was this.
1: NATO has never, never been more united than it is today. Putin is getting exactly the opposite of what he intended to have as a consequence of going into Ukraine.
0: The president travels today to a Polish city near the Ukraine border to meet with refugees.
1: Putin wants European countries to pay for natural gas in rubles. Europe's response? Neat. Putin is trying to shore up Russia's sinking currency, but EU leaders say their contracts specify payments in dollars and
0: euros. Ukraine is accusing Russia of forcibly relocating residents to Russia since the invasion began. More than 400,000 Ukrainians have been forced to move to Russia, including more than 80,000 children.
1: A new poll shows most Americans don't approve of Biden's handling of the Ukraine crisis. The Associated Press poll shows 56 percent of people surveyed, including 43 percent of Democrats, say he isn't tough enough on Russia, while a third say
0: his response was just right. Ukrainian forces claimed a notable victory when they sank a Russian landing ship Thursday. Dramatic video showed plumes of fire and smoke at a port near the besieged city of Mariupol.
1: We're updating the news as it happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in.
0: Coming up, we talk about Netflix and its push to take over the Oscars this Sunday.
1: Webex is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com/hybridwork. Ginny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, was texting with Mark Meadows just days after the 2020 elections, begging him to forcefully overturn Joe Biden's win. The Washington Post and CBS News have the scoop. Do not concede is just one of the 29 text messages obtained by the January 6th committee. A little context. When Trump asked the Supreme Court to stop the release of his presidential records to the January 6th committee, Clarence Thomas was the only justice who voted in his favor.
0: A group of Georgia voters is suing to block Congress member Marjorie Taylor Greene from running for re-election. They're arguing she's ineligible because of her level of involvement with the Capitol insurrection. The lawsuit points to comments she made in October defending the event.
2: January 6th was just a riot at the Capitol. And if you think about what our Declaration of Independence says,
1: it says to overthrow tyrants. Today is the last day of Pride Week in Austin Public Schools, but state officials want to put an end to it forever. The celebration of LGBTQ students has been around for eight years, but Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton sent a letter to the school district this week accusing it of breaking the law by offering sex education without consent from parents. The superintendent told the Washington Post she plans to double down on the celebrations instead.
0: Apple may sell iPhones and iPads as part of a new hardware subscription service that could start as soon as the end of this year, that's according to Bloomberg. Unlike current payment plans where you pay the full cost of the phone over two years or can trade it in after a year, this will be one single still undecided monthly cost. The other big difference? You won't need a credit check since you'll never really own the hardware.
1: The lineup for this summer's Lollapalooza is all set. Concert goers will rock out to Dua Lipa, Doja Cat, Green Day, and Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon. (laughs) That's right, when he's not earning $35 million a year running a bank, Solomon moonlights as a DJ under the name DJ Soul. Tickets to the four-day festival start at $350 a pop. This Sunday is the biggest night in Hollywood, the Oscars. As usual, all eyes are on who will win Best Picture. Right now, Netflix's Power of the Dog, directed by Jane Campion and starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst, is one of the favorites to win. And Insider's Natalie Jarvie says even though viewership for the Oscars is declining, it would still be a watershed moment for Netflix if it scores the top award.
2: Yeah, the Oscars may not be what they were in kind of the broader public um, conscience, but in Hollywood, they are still the most important night of the year for film studios. And Netflix is still a relative newcomer in Hollywood. They've only been making original programming for just under a decade. And so. Netflix wants to prove that it can play with the legacy film studios that have been making movies for, you know, a century. Uh, And winning that Oscar statuette really will symbolize to Netflix and to all of Hollywood
1: that the company has really made it. It's probably worth explaining, Natalie, that films don't necessarily win Oscars solely on artistic merit, right? It's a huge PR push that involves very expensive ad campaigns that target very specific groups of people like Academy members. So what has Netflix been doing to get Academy members to vote for Power of the Dog?
2: Yeah, I like to think of Oscars night as a bit like election night and the months leading up to the Oscars as a bit like uh, your campaign cycle. There are months of campaigning that go into winning an Oscar. Mm. Netflix does the same thing that all of the studios in Hollywood do. So the um, the advertisements, the billboards, the screenings, all of those are the things that you know every film studio will do. But what Netflix has done is they've gone a step further. So that means that uh, Netflix is putting up billboards. Uh, in fact, Netflix bought a bunch of billboards along Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, which is kind of the main drag... Through Hollywood, many studio execs uh, drive down Sunset Boulevard on the way to their offices. Mm. So, if you want to uh, capture the attention of uh, Oscar voters, that's the way to do it. They have launched a magazine that is directed squarely at Oscar voters and has beautiful photos and glowing stories about uh, Netflix movies. So that when time comes for them to sit down and fill out their ballots in the week leading up to the Oscars that they want to select a Netflix
1: film. So if Power of the Dog does take home Best Picture at the Oscars, what does that mean for the future of Hollywood and the movie making industry?
2: A streamer has never taken home Best Picture. Hmm. So, if Netflix can win this top award, it will really signal that a shift is happening in Hollywood. That, uh, you know, movies aren't just those titles that you go see in a theater, that movies can also be a, a title that you sit down and turn on at home on a Friday night. And it will signal that, you know, the way that Hollywood makes movies and consume movies is shifting, mm. but it will also signal, you know, that Hollywood has finally recognized
1: that Netflix is is kind of the, the dominant studio. Natalie, thanks for chatting. Thank you so much. Natalie Jarvie is a correspondent and editor at Insider.
0: Be sure to follow the refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com slash the refresh to use our custom-designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at therefresh@insider.com. at insider.com. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider.